of cutting loose. Besides, what he probably couldn't recognize, despite his training in moral philosophy and theology, was that America had already contributed the two most important documents of political philosophy in the history of the world. All of the writers and thinkers Smith adduces in support of his claim of America's insufficiency combined changed the world less than the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. We have sometimes had trouble living up to our two holy documents, and heaven knows it's still a struggle. But they're ours, and they're amazing in their influence and reach. Much of the rest of the world has looked to them for guidance in seeking liberty, in establishing new governments, and hoping for a better day. A people who can produce them in their first fifteen years of existence is one to reckon with. We'll not, however, dwell on the literary or cultural achievement of the Declaration and Constitution. Rather, we'll look at books, mostly from later, that helped shape the process they set in motion. Shaped the nation, you might say. I'm one who believes every piece of writing changes something, shapes someone, or something beyond itself. Occasionally that change isn't positive. There are plenty of scurrilous, vicious, bigoted books and pamphlets, poems and essays, plays and articles in every culture. Most will, like water, seek their own level. I'm much more interested in those that leave a positive trace. You can call it a great books list if you like, but they may not all be all that great. Some of the artistically finest may not make the cut, having shaped the Republic, or the discussion about the Republic, somewhat less than some lesser works. From the beginning of the nation, indeed even before it, America has been shaped by writing. From Thomas Harriet's brief and true account of the newfound land of Virginia in 1588, and William Bradford's history of Plymouth Colony in 1647, authors have been directing our thoughts about America before any such place even existed. What, then, can we say about those seminal texts of the American experience? What would a list of those books look like? How could we even compile such a creature? A list of three hundred books that changed America is easy to compile. One of twenty-five, nearly impossible. The difficulty lies in selection. What criteria does one apply? How is change measured? How significant must the shaping be? If we allow that every book changes something or someone, and it might be a stretch in some instances, then we're confronted with a continuum of impact. That scarcely helps, since there are no standards of measurement to be applied. Change must be this tall to be recognized. What I settled on is the idea of change as something that helps develop the national character, that defines but also in some way directs who, and possibly, more importantly, what we are. There are as many ways to construe significance as there are persons judging it. Or more. I have changed my mind numerous times on this subject. For now, though, I want to focus attention on the national story, which is to say, the myth of America. Oh, calm down. By myth, we do not mean something patently untrue, although parts of it may be. Rather, what is meant here is the body of story that has been constructed over the course of the last two and a half centuries. 
I have elsewhere defined myth as a body of story that matters. This one matters to the national psyche. What's in that body of story? Not much. Just everything we think about ourselves, our history, our capabilities, our values, our interests, our most basic principles. How about an example? I'll give you two. What the Reverend Mr. Smith could not foresee— Okay, there were mountains he couldn't foresee, but that's beside the point— was that those yokels he belittled were about to get busy, and what they would write about was themselves. Almost everyone knows, or thinks they know, a cute little story about a henpecked husband named Rip Van Winkle. To get away from his shrewish wife, he takes to the woods with his dog and his squirrel rifle for a bit of sport. There, he runs into some strange characters who look like early Dutch explorers.